lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, everybody out there. We are back at it again. Your two favorite uh, Chapinas, Latinos, whatever you want to call us. Um, we're here recording this on a Wednesday night after we just saw the Braves get demolished. Abner, my spirits are kind of low right now, especially when you add that to the performance Atlanta you had to put. Um, but how are you feeling, man? Yeah, man, very unfortunate. Big game tomorrow for the Braves. Um, I'm sure uh, Bryce and Billy are definitely going to go at it tomorrow morning um, and the morning five. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, um, Atlanta United 1-1. Interesting game, man. Uh, very interesting. Um, I've into it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was the last home game. Um, we got free shirts. Uh, so that was pretty Oh, yeah, cool. I saw that. I was like, dang it, man. I wanted a free um, shirt. I got you one. You did? Yeah, I got four of them. You got, you got three X? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's medium just for you. Uh, so it was cool, yeah, man. Um, you know, just we. And they had the uh, roof. Open. That was their first. That was the first time they had the roof open too, right? Yeah, yeah, they had the roof open and everything too. Was, uh, people kept saying close it because it was getting a little chilly, but yeah, man, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't too bad, man. We had a good time. We got there early um and uh saw uh we actually met uh, greg garza he was out there uh so that's pretty oh, that's cool. cool and yeah we saw the players the, come uh, in we did the whole nine and everything so did greg hammer the spike or he was just there hanging out no no, no. he was at the home depot uh parking lot he was signing oh. stuff and taking pictures and stuff like that it was pretty cool yeah pretty dope pretty cool pretty guy tight. yeah 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 so nice, i had a good time nice Cool. Well, let's get into it, Abner. So uh, you mentioned it. it. Atlanta United, uh, we draw 1-1 at home against Columbus Crew. Um, Our last home game, Abner, we talked about this last week, like in order for Atlanta United uh, to have any chance of getting the top four, they needed at minimum a win. So we didn't do that. So we have no chance at getting a top four spot, uh, which would mean you would have um, whole field advantage, which in the first round of the MLS playoffs, it's a best of three, so it's home away and then home again if needed. So that means no matter what, we'll at least get one home playoff game. But you know we're gonna have to play at least two away, uh, unless we win. You know one at home and one away. Um, uh, so moments of the match, Abner, uh, Cucho Hernandez. He is the player he is because he um, is just he's a good player. Scored in the 65th minute, um, and then we get one back late in the game from Miles Robinson in the 97th minute. Um, by, from across from Almada. So the game finishes 1-1. Uh, but honestly, Abner, except for maybe maybe 10 to 15 minutes of the entire game, I mean, we just got completely dominated by Columbus Crew. They just look like the way better team. I mean, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely, dude. It, it, was, um, it was a good atmosphere. It was good, uh, um, you know, typical Atlanta United match. Uh, not match, but uh, environment. It was just a weird match, man. It, we were holding back. We weren't pushing up. We were just getting dominated by um, uh, Columbus, and it was it was really weird. It was a weird game, dude. Uh, we got lucky. Lucky Guzan made some good saves uh, and uh, stuff like that. But I don't know. It, it was definitely not a performance I wanted to see before uh, the last uh, game of the season coming up, and then of course going into the playoffs. So hopefully they step it up into the next match. But. Um, 
yeah, David, I don't, I don't know. What do you, would you, um, are you going to go over the stats first and then we dive into the game or? Yeah, I mean, I want to touch on the stats, but um, okay. first, first, you know, that I, 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 I can't remember the last time, um, you know, we got dominated the way we did at home. And I understand, you know, people are going to look at the scoreline, but it's a, it's a draw. We didn't get dominated. Scorelines are very uh, misleading in, in soccer because I'm sure we've lost at home before, but I have not seen uh, us even when we lost, we were the team pinned back the whole time looking for counters. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned it. For those of you calling for Bryce's head, say, uh, I mean, not Bryce, uh, calling for uh, Kuzan's head, uh, Bryce, Kuzan, they pull, they're both uh, ginormous monsters. Uh, but for those of you calling for Kuzan's head, um, you know, if it wasn't for those uh, big saves he had, this game could have been a lot worse than it was. And you mentioned it. We were lucky to get a point out of this. But yeah, it's not a good look, not a good momentum going into um, playoffs. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, a comparison of two teams in two different spots. We've got new players. We're still trying to work out the chemistry, still working out, you know, trusting players. Uh, in Columbus, you know, there were stretches of that game where, man, their passing was just, it was uh, one, two, three touches and boom, release. Uh, there were a lot of chances in goal. Uh, they just have a good team. I mean, when you have Cucho Hernandez, they lost a lot of Jan, but they have Diego Rossi now. You got Gresso, Nagby, Meitan. Uh, I mean, they look like a good team. And honestly, Abner, uh, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit about how the playoff uh, playoff is looking. Um, but I don't want to face Columbus Crew in the first round. Nope, definitely not, man. That's that's uh that's a team that that you know has their um their eyes dotted and their and their teeth and uh, crossed up because uh they they look legit. They look really good defensively. They looked uh, really good um, tactically, pushing up the the defenders inside more to kind of get the leverage of the midfield more. Uh, more numbers in the middle. You win the midfield. You you expose out the wings. So yeah, dude, it's it's not a team I want to face, but it is a possibility that we we can end up facing especially with just having one game left and some of the teams under us and above us having two games left so right and uh well we'll break we'll break that down um in a minute but um i'm not I, you know I, yeah I, you know there obviously we got a lot of new players and we're still trying to find our chemistry but what concerns me the most abner and we've seen it time mm-hmm. and time again that when um when we're being pressed at the back we just don't have an answer for it. We give up the ball. We continue, and I, I've, I've mad at this over and over again. We continue to play out the back, even though we're not able to break through the lines, um, and it just costs us. And I, you know, for Atlanta United, if we need, if we're going to have any success, sex, success in the playoffs, we got to have a plan B when things aren't working out. And it just doesn't seem like we have one. And I don't know if you think, if you think that's on the players, if it's on Pineda, or is it a little bit of both. Um, I think it's obviously, you know, and I think Coach Pineda did, you know, admit to it because he did say that he he didn't prepare tactical wise. He didn't prepare his guys for what was what was happening until um, they were able to make some adjustments at halftime. Uh, but even then, you know, it was a, still a tough game. So I think they were following a certain thing. I don't know if they were trying to play counterattack against them. Uh, it, it was very weird. Uh, once again, it's not us. So I don't know why we're doing things that, you know, maybe do it at their home i would understand that you know do it away but at home dude you had the crowd you you have the energy uh, i don't like, think i don't think it was a plan abner i think that's just how columbus so? 
I think I don't think Benito wanted to play that way because we're a possession-based team. That's how we always played. Yeah, home or away, and I I just think that that Columbus um, tactically and on the field they just they were the better team and they just pinned us back and we couldn't get out of it. Yeah, and I think the only reason I say that, Dave, is because I was uh, there was an um, interview with him after the game, and that's what he said that they the way they planned it. Now I don't know what exactly the plan was, but it didn't fall through. Uh, they didn't have answers for the way. Um, Columbus attacked him and the way they defended. Um, so I think it threw off whatever plan Pineda had. Because obviously, David, you're going to have teams that are going to want the ball. You're going to have teams that are going to counter. You have teams that are going to be more def- you know, defensive, more counterattacking, different styles of play, right? And you have to prepare that. That's what makes uh, this sport hard as a coach is if you don't scout that team perfectly or you don't change personnel here or there or how you, it's a chess match right between coaches um at the end of it the pieces are gonna have to make their moves right the players in this case are gonna have to you know make the difference you know a coach can only prepare you for so long but if a coach is asking you to play a certain way a certain style and maybe they were trying to pull the um columbus in so they can get us we can get them on the counter i think that was the idea david but that us playing out the back was terrible. We were just giving the ball away. There was no, there was no um, flowing in the middle. No flowing with the outside wings um, with Gigi or anything like that. So it was a very uh, difficult game um, that that we we played, and it wasn't. I don't think we were prepared for for what they gave to us. You know. Do you think when um, you know things aren't going that way, we're pinned back the way we are? You think we need to just, you know, lob the ball up front, push out, maybe pre- press them a little bit, versus no matter what, we play out the back and we try to manipulate the space to to create an opportunity going the other way. Yeah, well, see, I've always been a fan of like sometimes you just gotta reset. Sometimes, <laughs> hey, let them let them get the ball way down deep in their half. Let's reset. Let's gather ourselves. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Here comes the next wave, or here come they come again. But this time we can push up away from our goal and make the make the field a lot smaller but it's like we're giving it away to the center back and the center back is already on our at the, at the half point and now we're defending again so you're not really giving yourself room to breathe you're not giving yourself room to to set up so yeah i agree with you we 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 had to just kick it away let's gather ourselves okay let's prepare like how can we get this let's let's hold this right um there was one thing that we used to do um, when we used to, when I used to play, we used to call it five minutes. After we scored or they scored, we would hard press for five minutes. Uh, why? Because even after after we scored, we want to make sure that they know we're not letting off the foot and we're pressing them because they're the ones that are gonna looking for the result, right? So it's hard five minutes. Of course, in high school, it's a lot easier because you see the time. Like you know, if it's 36, so at 31, you kind of relax and get back into your normal stuff like that. So. Yeah, I mean, I agree that we have to sometimes just reset. Like, you know what? Let's not play it out of the bag. Let's just send it up. Have GG or one of our rings fight for it. If they win the 1v1, great. If they don't, the team is actually pushed out. And now we have made the field a lot smaller and away from our goal. Yep, 100% agree. 
I always uh I always hated the clock in uh, high school soccer because you'd make <laughs> yeah, like uh you either you'd either make like a long run or you had to make a long run back playing because you know we both played midfield so you ran a lot and then you would do something big and then you look up and you're like oh man there's still freaking 15 minutes until <laughs> halftime left right yeah <laughs> yeah you're like damn and then I remember one time dude I was in a game and like it was like we were like trying you know we were up like we were up a goal. I was trying to waste time, so like the ball was bouncing, and dude, I freaking launched it into the parking lot. <laughs> like, I just launched it, dude, and then they just stopped um, the clock, and I was like, "Oh, there's no time wasting." Oh, Everybody man. was like, "Dude, this guy's an idiot." <laughs> yeah. You know what's um, the worst? It was a uh, um, it was a playoff game, and it was you know it's a running clock. Uh, at least back then, before they they went and actually stopped the clock, it was a running clock. My friend, he tried to kick it out. Instead of like kicking it up in the air to kind of waste more time, because you know our ball boys are gonna hold on the ball a lot more. Or if we right. did or didn't have ball boys, whatever, you had to go fetch for the ball halfway or whatever. And we had a fence, and instead of kicking it over the fence, he kicked it at the fence. And so the play was able to, <laughs> yeah, the play was able to get it real quick, throw it in, bro. They scored off that. Oh wow! Yeah, Dude, that and sucks. Went, yeah, went to PKs, and I think we ended up losing. So. That was that was oh, a rough one. Dang, <laughs> I, I had a, I have another one. It, it was it was also in the playoffs. This was just a funny one, dude. But uh, uh, there was a bobble right, and uh, one of our players like he went down injured on the sideline, and uh, the ball had gone on the other side of the fence. So the ball boy goes and uh, he goes to get the uh, the ball on the other side. So he, you know he's he's climbing over the fence. Dude, he falls over and the ball boy breaks his hand. No, <laughs> or his he like he breaks his arm and the kids like crying you know, whatever. Oh, and my coach is telling our players like, "Hey, don't look at him. Just worry about the game." Jeez, that's <laughs> oh, crazy. Man. Poor kid. But but yeah, all right. But we're getting off topic. But yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just funny how that worked. Um, so Abner, uh, you know Saba, he came and he came in guns a blazing, assists, goals. Uh, but he's kind of, you know, dried up. Hasn't really been, hasn't really contributed much. Um, he's not the best defender either. Um, what do you make of his play right now? And, you know, obviously we got one more game. It's against Cincinnati. I don't know if we're going to come out with a full lineup. Um, I think it's going to depend on other results to come up. But we saw how Mosqueda came in and he came in, you know, he looked like a, you know, like a super sub. He's been a super sub. Do you think it's best that we keep Mosqueda coming in for, well, I guess the last game he came in for Sean De Silva, I believe. Um, but is it better to have Mosqueda come off the bench or is it better for Sabado Bonitze to come off the bench? Dude, I think it's going to depend how their practice week is going. Um, I think that's a key because, you know, obviously, you know, Mosqueda, we thought, man, this, you know, when he came back, it's like, man, the other team didn't want him. Now we got him back. We're stuck with him. We lost, you know, Ibarra, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, oh, shoot, this guy's actually giving pretty good minutes off the bench. Like, and then he started and he started like, okay, now he, you know, he just got to finish a play. And then now he started finishing a play and becoming a threat, playing smarter. And you, we get Saba, which they play the same position. And, you know, Saba does Saba things and, you know, had an assist, had a go, but attack. And then we start Saba and that kind of, like you said, diminished. And then when Mosqueda came in, now Mosqueda looks like the better option. So, David, I just think it, it just depends on practice. It depends on uh, the flow of the game and what they want him to do. I think defensively, 
if we're going into a defensive matchup where we got to beat Seattle, I think you put Mosqueda in because that dude's going to give you energy up and down the field. I think if we want to be more attacking, we put Saba in because he's going to be creative up top and stuff like that. So, dude, that's a that's a hard hard uh, hard question, hard uh, answer to give you because it's it's like one gives you one and the other one doesn't. Um, but at the end of the day, like I think you know, it's just it's going to be difficult to see kind of grasp what this team is going to be like going into the playoffs because we don't want we Cincinnati's already won you know the community the um uh supporter shield well, that's already won they're already in first place they get first one by this nobody can catch it. so are they going to play a lot of their starters who knows we have what five to seven players out on international duty uh they get back uh do we want to you know we don't know what's going to happen you know knock on wood that was, you know, you don't think things are going to happen over international break, fitness-wise, blah, blah, blah. So are we going to go in with the start level? Who knows? So it's, 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 that's hard. You know, and I'm glad, you know, I'm not Coach Pineda because that's, that's a hard decision to, uh, to establish. Right, right. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, it'll, yeah, I agree. It's going to depend on who, you know, what the matchup is, the tactics, and if it's better to start with Mosqueda or start with Saba. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, we had Jamal Tiare come off the bench for a little bit. Then he got concussed, had to come out. So we really have yet to really see what he can do. So, you know, obviously we have a, a pretty long break, so he should be back in time and ready to go to have him for the last game and the playoffs. Um so I mean, let me just go through the stats and, um, you know, we can finish this off. So possession was even 50-50, but um, I think anybody could say that Columbus, they did more with their possession than we did. Uh, our expected goals was 1.10. Uh, Columbus was 2.05. We had 10 total shots, four of which were on target. Columbus crew, Abner, had 22 shots, mm. six of them on target. So uh, obviously... Uh, Brad Guzan was huge in that game. Uh, 404 accurate passes for us to their 422. So, uh, I mean, except for the shots, the game was pretty close. But again, you know, this has kind of been, you know, uh, of recently we kind of forgot about it because we've just been so good going forward. But um, we just got to do better with the possession. And, um, you know, in, in this case, a lot of our possession was just all going backwards, all passing between the center backs not really threatening Columbus's passes were more direct um and again they're just two different teams with two different positions right now they're a lot more uh their chemistry is a lot better they have a, a lot more fluidity to their game uh but again you know Abner, I'm glad that we played them now and not in the playoffs I think we still have a chance to uh you know to get our get everything together still find ways to get built chemistry with the team but Abner other than that you got anything else to add about this game um, in your opinion, who do you think was the uh, man of the match for us? Man of the match. Um, yeah, oh, I guess who do, you think, who do you think stood out, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone particularly stood out. Uh, you know, Amada, he had the um, he had the assist on goal and Miles had the goal. Um, so you kind of like that. So I'm probably going to give it to Miles. I think the fact that we only let one goal in with every, all things considered and then he had the goal, he probably gets it. Uh, but to me, really, nobody really stood that much out to me in this game because we were just so dominated. And, uh, you know, another thing, too, is, like, uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of Gigi lately either. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I think for me, think? I think I think for me it would have been Abram. I think he had a solid game. I think he saved us with some tackles and winning the balls in the air and stuff like that. So um, making it difficult. Like I, I know uh, Brad had some saves, but he made it you know a little bit difficult for Kucho and Hernandez to get good connection on the ball. Yeah, I mean so he had a, he that was there a that, that goal was very unfortunate. Coming off a, a block and just falls into your feet and you just you know knock it in. So yeah, again, <laughs> but twenty two shots, Abner. Something's yeah, no, go no, no. Goal. I get that. No, yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely true. <laughs> yep. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, man. So we're getting to the nitty gritty, the end of the season. Abner, let's let's look at this playoff picture. All right. So uh, we already mentioned it. Atlanta United's last game will be away to Cincinnati. Saturday, October 21st. So from right now, uh, it's a good 10 days. That'll be decision day. Uh, everybody except for, you know, I think like uh, very, very few teams are going to be playing. Um, that's where we're going to uh, find out our fate. I doubt we're going to know our exact position before that, but you never know. Um, some things might, uh, you know, might already be laid out before then. We'll have to see. Um but uh, before before that, we have a, a bigger game coming up. You got Nashville versus New England this Saturday. And for for those of you that don't know, so far on the, 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 how the table is looking, so Atlanta United, we've been in that sixth spot for a while. We've got 50 points. Nashville right below us at 46, and then New England right above us at 52. And right now, those are the only two teams where Nashville can catch us. And then we could potentially catch Nashville, but we've got one game. Both of those teams have two games to go. So with this game, Abner, Nashville and New England, it's like, well, if you want to catch New England and jump them to go to fifth, uh, you would need them to lose They're both their last games because all they need is a point and they would have the tiebreaker. But if you, um, you know, if you have New England lose and Nashville wins, if we don't take care of business, they have a potential to jump us. Then we will drop to seventh, and our matchup would most likely be against, um, well, no, it will be. Orlando's spot is cemented. We would be playing against Orlando. Um, so it's like, in this game, I mean, I guess, you know, what 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 do you want? Do you want to see a potential that we could jump into fifth, which was would be most likely us against Columbus? Columbus is going to have the home field advantage like any team we play. Or would you rather we stay in sixth, and we play Philadelphia and uh, try our luck there. Because at this point, our scene is all based on who do you want to play in the first round? We're not going to get home field advantage either way. So, uh, I mean, I me we... personally. Yeah, go ahead. What? No, I was going to say me personally, after seeing how Columbus played, I, you know, obviously I would love to face New England, but there's no way I think it's going to set up that way. Uh, I'd rather play Philadelphia between them, Orlando, and Columbus. Because I obviously... You don't want to drop down further to seventh place in the in the standings, right? Yeah, definitely not. So, yeah, I, I think we match up better. I mean, either either way, let's get this straight out. Either way is going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be three games, you know, or best of three, at least two um, difficult games, right? Wherever we go, because we got to play away first. If we get a you know a good result, then obviously that's what we want. But the best matchup I think would be Philadelphia. Um, Columbus right now they're looking they're looking very confident. They're looking very streaky. Um, good passes all around, you know, and, and they definitely should have you know should have beaten us at you know this last game. Um, New England, you know, they're going through the coaching stuff and all that negative stuff that's going on right now with them. 
you know, that can affect the play, that can affect the players, that can affect management, you know, so that we have that. So, you know, out of the most likely scenarios, I would rather have Philadelphia over um, Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree, because even though we are down, um, you know, 3-0 at the half, I really do feel that if it wasn't for the refs, that game could have turned out a whole lot different. Um, and, you know, we're not going to be able to face New England either way. I mean, unless, you know, they have two games that they were able to win both of them, then they could jump, you know, both Columbus and Philly. But the way, you know, they lost their coach, their team's been losing a lot of games. I don't see that happening. Um, but, yeah, I think at this point, the most likely scenario is going to be Philly versus Atlanta United. Um, however, you know, Philadelphia's, they've got 30, they got one more game to play. They are on 55. Columbus, they got one more game to uh, play. They're at 54 points. They're going to play on decision day. So it's possible that Columbus wins uh, and Philadelphia loses or draw. And then, boom, you have Columbus in third, Philadelphia in four. Now we're in six and we're playing Columbus. So you're, we're really not going to know until decision day. Um, and, you know, whoever it is, you know, if it is going to be Columbus, we definitely got to have our I mean, either team, like you mentioned, every team's going to be hard. We got to get our ducks in a row. Um, and I just, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, it's really, I remember Ata Martino saying this is like when you get into those elimination games, it's the team that makes the fewest mistakes. Um, which, you know, I really, I really took it to heart and I believe it's true. So it's, you know, is Pineda going to be able to put us in a position where we're going to be successful? Because if we're getting pinned back like we were against Columbus and we're trying to play out the back and we're turning the ball over right in front of our own 18, I mean, I mean that, that's not, that's not going to lead to anything good. Mm -mm, definitely not, man. Yeah, so, um, uh, so there's still a lot of teams that are in the playoff hunt. hunt. I mean, we still got our, our good friend Charlotte that's still in the hunt, <laughs> still has a possibility. <laughs> right now, the uh, you know they're on the outside looking in, but here are the eliminated teams so far. Abner in the East, we got DC United, who uh, Wayne Rooney uh, he left the club on his own terms. Uh, we got Inter Miami got eliminated. They're nothing without Messi. <laughs> Uh, and then you got Toronto FC, who's been eliminated for a while now. And in the West, you got Austin City FC. They started off really hot. Uh, you know, they had a good season last year, but again, they, they missed the playoffs here. LA Galaxy, man, they missed the playoffs um, after having, you know, a couple big signings. Uh, and then Colorado Rapids, who they've had a really bad season, and uh, they were pretty much written off a while ago. Uh, so it's interesting, you know, with obviously Galaxy, they've got five championships you think they're gonna make some 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 big changes because they've had their coach for a while greg manny who used to be the coach of toronto fc yeah which is weird i thought he was gonna work out perfect for the galaxy man especially after what he built in toronto but hey sometimes the lights out there in la aren't you know are too bright for some people so um yeah i think they make some changes i think i i don't see greg Vanny coming back i think they change personnel i think they need a whole new um not rebuild, but a whole new direction with coaching and everything like that. Because I think they got quality players. Ricky Pugh is definitely one of the best players out there um, in the MLS. You obviously don't really hear much from him. Obviously, Chicharito was hurt. Uh, so, I mean, I think they got some good quality players. Their defense probably needs a little bit of work. So, yeah, it just depends where their focus is at. Um, 
you know, and then into Miami, I mean, uh, Messi came in, Messi and friends, right? Uh, came in, you know, they won the least cup. He got hurt. Um, unfortunately, came to a team that was already in last place. So, you know, we expected him. I, I, I expected him to at least make a playoff run, um, you know, as far as getting into the playoffs. Uh, but unfortunately, without him, you know, it does make it a lot harder, uh, especially for that type of team when, you know, a player like that caliber gives you that um, uh, gives you that confidence out on the field. So um, I think they probably just, you know, get a full season. And I think we can, you know, see how they really are next season uh, when it's a full season with them. So we can go with that. And yeah, Charlotte, I mean, they still got a chance, David, but it's it's decision day just gets more interesting, you know, especially for us, LA United fans, just kind of knowing where we're going to be and then just kind of knowing what teams make it um, in that, you know, the last couple uh, wild card uh, uh, positions. Yeah, what's even more interesting for Charlotte is they play Inter-Miami twice. They play Inter-Miami next Wednesday and then they play them on decision day on the 21st because Inter Miami is not playing for anything, right? You know, you're not going to have Messi for right. sure. Or Boost gets an Alba already, like, well, it's vacation time, you know? Why yeah, risk injuries that. for them, right? So, right. I mean, that could bode, bode well for Charlotte. Uh, but we we'll want to see because, you know, Charlotte, um, they've had opportunities and they haven't really capitalized on them. Um, and yeah, Galaxy, man, yeah, they need a, they need a change of direction. Greg Manny, it's time to go. You got LAFC, who, you know, uh, last year they won MLS Cup and Supporter Shield. They're in the playoff spot right now. They're number two. They could easily drop down a couple because the West is pretty tight. Um, and then you got St. Louis there. They're, uh, you know, this is their inaugural year. And uh, they're going to the playoffs. Not only are they going to the playoffs, but they're finishing first in the West. They get that, um, you know, they get to play that wild card game. Uh, so good for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting. Decision day is going to be fun to watch. Everybody should tune in. I mean, that's just going to be a fun fun day. It's nice that we don't have to worry about making playoffs like we <laughs> did last year and the other year we right. missed it. We know we're in the playoffs for sure. Uh, at this point, it's all about uh, building chemistry, building momentum, getting your mind right, getting the tactics right. Because once you get in the playoffs, I mean, every, every decision – um, every missed tackle, every, you know, any any of the 50-50 tackles, all of them are, are, are game are game changers. So right, and I think... Ready to go. Yeah, and I think uh, with the midweek games uh, before the decision day, I think those are going to be... Um, give us more of an indication where we're going to fall. Uh, but also, David, it's, it's going to be... It's only one game on Wednesday. Oh, it's only one game? Yeah, it's just Charlotte and Miami. So, but, so we, have got, we got three games this Saturday, but... The only one that's really going to impact us is Nashville, New England. You got okay. Colorado and Dallas, and Galaxy and Real Salt Lake, which wow. you know two of those teams are. Okay, so for I anything. thought. Okay, I thought there was more games. Okay, well that's even. Okay, so we probably have a better idea. Decision day, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's going to be crazy. Um, I'm sure they're going to have the table, you know, on the side uh, with Apple TV, um, you know, switching who's in, who's out, live, you know, at live. So that's going to be exciting to see. You know the scores around the league especially the ones that matter uh so yeah david i'm excited man i you know i think this is what a lot of people like is you know not only that you know gladly our team is in uh but just the the um the theater and the action that we're gonna get of you know last minute goals uh certain calls that we may not like or something like that you know for other teams so 
David, I'm just glad I'm not in that position where I'm going to have to, you know, have my heart pounding so fast trying to wonder, you know, or expecting other teams to lose because we need to get in. We're in. Now it's just who we're going to face. And after that, let's focus on, you know, on the playoff run. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, Admiral, last thing I want to touch on is our U.S. men's national team. We have some friendlies coming up. So we have uh, the U.S. Uh, this Saturday, October 14th, we'll be playing against Germany. And then Tuesday, we'll be playing against, or next Tuesday, we'll be playing against Ghana. So that's a good quality opponents because, uh, you know, we, we talked about this on one of our last podcasts, but the performances we put against um, the teams we played was like, what, Uzbekistan and uh, somebody yeah, else. Yeah, that that was, somebody yep. somebody yep, else that, that wasn't that. Somebody else that wasn't that good. Uh, those performances were, uh, it was Oman. There we go, Oman. Even <laughs> though it was 3-0 and 4-0, we did not look good. Those, again, soccer scorelines could be misleading. Um, we need to do better. And I guess Germany, that's good competition. Uh, I'm going to read the uh, the uh, the call up really quick, go through it really quick. So goalkeepers, we got Ethan Horvath and Matt Turner. They both yep. play for Nottingham. Matt Turner's yep. number one. Ethan Horvath is backup. Defender, Cameron Carter-Vickers for Pleasure Celtics, yep. Sergino Des, PSV, yep. Juan yep. Jones, Revolution, mm-hmm. Christopher Lund. I haven't heard him before, but he plays for Palermo. That's news to me. <laughs> you got Tim Lund, Green, he, played, he, he was there last, I think. I think was so. he? I think Did so. I think he was the last. I think he was the last last scratch because somebody got hurt, and I think they brought him in. Uh, I think so. Okay. Lund, yeah, because I was wondering who that was. That's interesting. And we got old reliable Tim Ream, uh, Chris yep. Richards, Crystal Palace. Uh-huh. We got our own yep. Miles Robinson, Joe Scalia, the uh, Joe Scalia that plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Midfielders Johnny Cordoso. He plays hey. for Inter. That's interesting. Is it the Internacional? <laughs> No, uh, um, I think some Inter like. There's a different, South a different, America. different Inter. Yeah, I think <laughs> like Inter, Inter South America. So yeah. I don't know. Luca de la Torre, Luca yes. de la Torre from Celta Vigo, Bernard Maloney. Have not heard that guy before. He plays for Hidenheim in Germany. Yeah, international. He plays of. for uh, El Campeonato Brasileiro. Oh, it's the Brazil. And then yeah. Heidenheim. I'm assuming that's the second division in Germany, but I could be mistaken. Uh, Weston McKinney, Juve, Eunice Musa, AC Milan, Gio Reina, Borussia. Yeah, Malik. Gio. Malik's back. Gio's back. Malik Tillman, PSV, forward. I, think Malik, Til- I don't think Malik Tillman's coming. Really? What happened? Yeah, I, think he, I think he got hurt. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right, forwards, we got Brendan Aronson, Union Berlin, uh, Valorin Balogun from Monaco, Kevin Paredes from Wolfsburg, Ricardo Pepe, PSV, Christian Pulisic, Milan, and then we got Timothy Weah for Juventus. Uh, so, I mean, Abner, it's a pretty strong lineup. Uh, I mean, at this point, I think we're going to have a pretty, pretty strong starting, close to starting 11 as possible. Because uh, we're gonna take Germany, obviously, seriously. Um, but I guess you know, <laughs> you think Gio Reyna and Greg Berhalter have buried the hatchet? Uh, I mean, if you're gonna rip the bandage off, let's might as well do it now. You know, hey, you know, this is where you know, and this is where it's gonna get fun, right? Because you have a lot of Gio Reyna supporters, 
even after all the news that came out, uh, you have a lot of Greg Berhalter supporters, and then you have a lot of Gio Reyna haters, and you have a lot of Greg Berhalter haters. So, David, he doesn't start them. They're going to say something about Greg. He starts them. They're going to say, oh, it's because of the situation, right? So it's a lose-lose. But at the end of it, David, all I care about is um, how he looks out there because he hasn't really gotten a lot of playing time. He's, he did come off an injury, uh, but hasn't really played. He did feature um, in one of the midweek games. But, you know, I just, you know, hope that I see a good good starting lineup and I see a good flow Um you know, with the uh, with the with the national team, you know, at the end of the day, he is a difference maker. He is one of our top players, uh, whether you like it or not. He, when when Gio played in the Na- in the Nations League final against Mexico, he was the difference maker that tournament. Uh, so he's, you know, I'm hoping he gets to that level, um, you know, and I hope that he can, you know, him and Greg could squash it and, you know, be, you know, I'm not saying be friends and be best friends, but you know, be respectful and. Be the player, be the coach, and you know, do what you got to do. Does he, does he start? He better. I don't see why not. He, I mean, who, who's your? You wanna... who, I mean, Jedi's not there, right? Because he's hurt. Uh, he picked up a yeah. injury. So he's so they, not gonna... oh, well, here, here, based on the based on your uh, the roster, uh, what's your starting lineup? Um, obviously, Sajid, I'm gonna start with uh, Sajino Des on the right. Uh, I think Carter Vickers well, gets uh, Matt Turner in back, right? No, no, right back. Uh, no, no, I say right Matt Turner. Back. Matt Turner. And oh yeah, no, no, you don't give that to anybody else. Of course, Matt Turner is going to start. Yeah, so Matt Turner, Sergino Des, uh, Carter Vickers. I want Miles, but I think he still goes with Tim Ream. Um, I think left back. It would, obviously would have been Jedi, uh, but I think you need to put Scally. He's a left back, right? I'm not mistaken. I think so. I mean, you can probably I think use so, Chris, right? Him Chris or Lund or one of those. Yeah, so it'd be one of those guys. Um, you have McKinn. Is, is Musa is he called up? Yeah, Musa's Mus- okay. there. So Musa, uh, McKinney, and then Gio Reyna. And then Ulixic, uh Flo, and Wea. That's what I would start. Have Gio play yeah. that, that 10 role. Yeah, I can see that. Now, we're going to see it. Probably not, David, because I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, Greg is probably going to start yeah. all the new guys. and uh, Not against Germany, but uh, I mean, it's, it is a friendly at the end of the day, so you're going to nah, see players that, bro. I hope, I hope, I hope Germany brings their A game, bro. I hope they bring everybody. Well, I mean, that, actually, let me look it up. Yeah, let me see who they're... Their uh, their roster, yeah. Hey, let's see, let's see. What well, at this point do you even know? Like, Shit, who is the big this players are? Yeah, no, but I'm saying, who do you know who the big players are? Yeah, you have Godogan, you have a uh, Havertz, you have uh, Terstegen, uh, you have Mane. Is it, no, not Mane, Sane. Right? Is he, he's from Germany. No? Is he yeah, so I found the lineup here. So goalkeepers, okay. they're bringing a ton. Oli, Oliver, Ballman, Bern, Leno. Oh, there's Leno, the place for Fulham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, Andre Ter Stegen, Barcelona, yep. Kevin, Kevin Trapp, Eintracht Frankfurt, 
Defenders, Robin Gosens, Union Berlin, Matt Hummels, Dortmund, David Rahm, Leitzvig, uh, Antonio Rudiger, Real Madrid, Niklas Sule, Dortmund, Jonathan Ta, Bayer Leverkusen, Malik Thiel, AC Milan, Midfielders, Robert Andrich, Bayer Leverkusen, Julian Bratt, Borussia Dortmund, Chris Furich, Stuttgart, Leon Goretzka, Bayern, Pascal Gross, Brighton, Ilke Gundogan, like you mentioned, um, Barcelona, uh, Jonas Hoffman, Leverkusen, Joshua Kimmich, Bayern, Jamal Musaila, Bayern, Florian Wurtz, Bayer Leverkusen, uh, forwards, Leroy Sane, like you mentioned, Bayern, Kevin Barnes, Union Berlin, Nicholas Fulkrug, Dortmund, Kai Havertz, Arsenal, Thomas Muller, Oli but a goodie for Bayern Munich. A lot of Bayern. Bayern Leverkusen. A lot of Bayern. Bayern. Of course, Bayern, man. Munich, Bayern Leverkusen and Dortmund. Yeah, Bayern is the capital of Germany. Yeah, either way, I mean, Germany's always got a strong lineup. Uh, but, you know, we, we did see, you know, how Germany has been performing the last two uh, World Cups and we talked about it how Germany got uh, mm, beat by yeah. Japan badly again so I think they're they're kind of in transition too, trying to find out who's going to be their next you know their next key players when the World Cup comes uh, but either way you saw the players and where they play uh, whoever they put out there is going to be a tough competition yeah but even that too David is you know we play Germany and Ghana but guess who else is playing Germany and Ghana who Mexico Mexico is playing Germany, guys. So guess what? It's gonna be compare and yeah. contrast, baby. Compare and contrast. Well, they like they like they played Uzbekistan too. Are they just copying us or what? I mean, think about it, David. We're, the, the World Cup's gonna be here, um, you know, in 2026. So, you know, they're trying to get used to you know playing out here and you know seeing you know how everything is. So, yeah, and then, I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure it's like, hey, like. You know, we got this coming, these two team comings. You guys want to play them too at different stadiums and split the, you know, whatever. I don't know how all that business side of it works, but, you know, I'm sure they're like, you know, to kind of make it enticing for Mexico, for uh, Germany and Ghana to come play over here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess plagiarism is a form of flattery, right? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> If you if you want to be the best, you got to copy the best, right? <laughs> That's right, exactly. And then uh, but, you know, and then and yeah, lucky for Germany and Ghana is Guatemala. You know, we're still in the round of you know qualification, so luckily we're not there to play them because you know that would have been that would have been ugly. Yeah, not that I want to get into it because we got to wrap it up. I was just I was just wondering um, what they was playing, but um, yep, they're they got... that. Trinidad yeah, Friday. yeah, still in the nation. They got Nations League. They play Trinidad yep. and they play Panama. So there's a, the key yep. games for for Wata too. Yeah, very oh, shoot, they games, play yeah. Friday. They play Friday. Yep, Friday. Ooh, make sure I catch that. Friday, nine Ooh, o'clock. Cool. All right, sounds good. All right, Mijo, anything else you want to add? No, man. Obviously, guys, um, we don't have a game uh, till two weeks from. Or not, we don't have a game this week. We will have one game next week. Uh, so guys, you know, we're gonna. Uh, we're, I think we're gonna have one more before the the the, um, the next game. Kind of just a quick preview. After that, you know, my my lovely co-host is gonna break down how the playoffs work, how it is, the game times, and this because I've seen a lot of people asking like, 
So are we hosting a playoff game? Is this the last home game? Is that no? We're still guaranteed at least one home game. So there's still one home game. And after that, we're always going to be the away team because of our seating and so forth and so on. So bear with us. Um, you know, we're excited. Catch a lot of soccer games this weekend, football games, um, whatever. It's a lot of international. We have a lot of our players that got called up. So, you know, follow them as well. Um, you have Gigi with Greece. You have Abram with Peru. You have Miles with USA. Almada with Argentina. Um, Taba with Georgia. The country, not the state. Um, and then I think that was it. Maybe Hernandez with Venezuela, but I'm not too sure. Uh, but other than that, David, let's, uh, yeah, I uh, can't wait to uh, do this again next week and get ready for uh, what's coming up. Yeah, let's get it. We'll have another pod next week. Uh, we can um, start previewing the, our upcoming game. Um, but yeah, it's go time. It's going to be exciting. October is a crazy month because you got, um, you know, you got the uh, baseball playoffs. You got college and NFL going. You got MLS playoffs. And then you got uh, the NBA starting their preseason games. So October is going to be a crazy, crazy month for sports. Let's go Atlanta United. Let's go U.S. Men's National Team. Guatemala también. And we are out of here. Peace, y'all. Let's go. Vamos.